0: Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going.
1: Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Are you looking for a God-conscious husband? Or do you have a friend that is looking for a compatible spouse? Getting married is one of the most important decisions of your life, so before you embark on your marriage journey, you need answers so you have clarity and confidence to find a compatible husband. Smart Single Muslimer is a thought-provoking Muslim marriage guide for Muslim women. In the book, you'll discover how to find a husband, how to find out if you are compatible, what questions to ask a potential spouse, and how to deal with disappointment. Adopting a smart Islamic approach to relationships is about following some simple prophetic principles that will change your habits and attitudes about getting married. If you want honest pre-marriage advice that addresses contemporary issues you're facing, then you will find this book extremely useful. Available to buy on Amazon in Kindle or paperback format. As-salamu and welcome back to the podcast. If you're new here, my name is Farhat Amin, and um, today's episode is actually a lesson from my new pre-marriage course for Muslims. You can enroll at, on my website, which is smartmuslimer.com. And really this po- um, course is to help single Muslim women really understand um all the different issues relating to marriage so things that they need to think about before you know they get married and even questions about why they want to get married you know rules relating to what Islam says about marriage uh, questions you should ask a potential spouse so you can check that out but this is um one of the lessons that I um have included in the course and so I wanted to let you guys have a listen to it as well so you get to know I uh, get an idea what is involved in this course inshallah if you choose to enroll inshallah I hope you enjoy it love to know what you think have you heard this statement that single Muslim women don't live they wait and the thing that they're waiting for is marriage of course have you come across that, or do you feel that maybe you've been thinking a bit like that? And it's interesting. What are they waiting for? Is it, you know, what kind of, is it a knight in shining armor? You know, is it an heard uh, the Gold type person or Turgut? People who've watched the episode will know what I'm, I mean. Um, that it's going to sweep you off your feet. Um, because, you know, there's that very famous hadith that I'm paraphrasing, that marriage is half your deen, and that it completes, this idea of it completing you. So somehow, without a husband, you are incomplete. That seems to be the idea. And so I, I'm, I'm this is what I'm going to speak about today. And now, as you know, I've mentioned this before, that Allah created us um you know to worship him we have, that is our purpose in life you know Allah says in surah 51 ayah 56 I have not created men except that they should serve me so that's that's the whole reason we were created that's what we have to really keep in the forefront of our minds but then we also have the ayah Surah 30, Ayah 21, that says, "Among His signs is that He created for you mates from yourselves, that you may find tranquility in them, and He placed between you love and mercy. Verily, in that are signs for a people who give thought." So now, someone can look at these two ayahs of Quran and think, "How do I understand them both? Do are they contradictory?" now the they are not contradictory um it's um basically and that, that's what i wanna speak about that yes islam encourages marriage you know the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said it's my sunnah so no one is denying that at all but we shouldn't think our purpose in life is just to get married you know um there are many parts of our lives so as um, a single person, I really want, you know, sometimes s- single people, men or women, but women in particular, can be made to feel that there's something wrong with them if they have not got married by a particular age, that they're somehow deficient, you know, this idea of being incomplete. Um, or if, for example, you were, you're divorced and now you're single again, even the idea of being a widow is somehow, even that is slightly not seen as a good thing and I really think we have to challenge that because and, and get back to an Islamic understanding of singledom um, so I think it's true that in many Muslim households girls are taught that life begins once you find the one and settle down with them you know get married have your nikah you know, it's quite similar to the, the kind of rom-com cliche that the girl she wants to, you know, find her 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 person, um, connect with them, and then you know have the big wedding, and then they'll live happily ever after, very Disney-like, really. Um And so it's and you know, very Bollywood-like, you know, we could say the same. And I'm sure in Arab culture, in African culture, that. There, you know, there's lots of similarities there in the dream that we're given. So, um, you know, and there's a particular trajectory that we're given, you know, a particular plan, education, then work, marriage, and then kids. That's how it goes one, two, three, four. Um, And so there seems to be a lot of like this enormous burden on the shoulder of women that that's how things should pan out and if you don't achieve those milestones and there's usually certain ages that you know age limits to each of these um then you know a woman feel, is made to feel very disappointed and she feels disappointed as well because um you know let's not deny that we do want those things um and then also we've got a biological clock or clocks ticking away that there's As you know, there are certain. I'll speak about this another time. The number of eggs you have, you're born with a particular number of eggs, and that there's the limit, time limit to when, how long you'll be fertile. So we have that. No, you know, no one's. We're going to, you know, be real about this. Um, These are real feelings that people have. Um, But now the question here is that what I see, and I wonder if you see this and you feel this as well, that. There's socio-cultural pressures put on women by family, by um, you know by society in general that they're somehow to blame for their failure to not get married and to achieve these marriage goals that are foisted on them. Um, And it is very insensitive, the way that these things are put to women, that you're, you know, um, gone past your sell-by date, or who's going to, you know, you need to get a move on, or um, you need to fix yourself up to get get into the marriage market. There can be some very, this is a very personal issue. Okay, it's one thing your mum saying this, I think it's her right to say this, and your dad, in a, but again, not in an insensitive way. But it seems like strangers and extended family can feel they can like just pile in to this negative commentary on your life. And you think, where in Islam does it say you can just be so nosy and interfere and give your, um, you know, two pennies worth? It's, you know, um, about my private life. And so, but we know this goes on. And, you know, people gossip about young girls and and definitely men do not feel the same pressure as women um that that's just a fact so okay so you've you've got this going on and uh, but everyone's ignoring that for young women there are there are a lot of um contradictory and confusing expectations that are foisted on women And um, this is by Western liberals who they're saying to young women that you should be educated, you have to be strong, you have to be independent, you have to be earning your own money. So that's one voice in one ear. Um, But then you've got this um, kind of very unrealistic, un-Islamic Eastern culture, I can't think of a better word to describe it, that is saying you should be really beautiful and fair and thin and... Really good at cooking and cleaning, and some you know some kind of domestic goddess. So there's these two voices that young women are hearing, um, and it can be very confusing. Which voice should I listen to? What should I prioritize? And if you prioritize one thing, you're blamed. Or why did you prioritize your work when you should have been prioritizing your domestic life? Or why did you prioritize you know? your education when you should have been prioritizing um getting to know aunties for example you know there's a, there's a lot of things out there and as i've um i've mentioned previously about q- qadr the idea of destiny and marriage how should we understand these two um think you know ideas that go hand in hand so because marriage is out of our control sometimes sorry sometimes marriage is out of our control you know we cannot for example we cannot decide who proposes to us you know if we are interested in someone and we want to and let's say you know you wanted to arrange a meeting with um with your wali and a guide let's say there's someone you see at work or and you want to approach them and think okay i'd like to find out more have a discussion with them they can turn around and say uh, politely say oh no sorry i'm, I'm not interested that is out of your control, isn't it? If, they just, if they're not interested, they're not interested. But um, So therefore, there are nuances here. And these are things that people um, need to understand and shouldn't... I think what I would definitely want to get away from is, in the same way you don't get angry and blame a guy for not being interested, the, a woman shouldn't solely be blamed because she hasn't got married yet. No, we need to have more compassion here. Um... And so again, going back to the idea of destiny of Ghafoh predestination, it's um, it's true that marriages happen by the will of Allah. Allah has created us; He controls everything, and He knows all everything that will happen. You know, before it's happened, and but, and again, I go into a lot more detail um, in uh, about this in, in another um, session. Um, we do have free will to make choices. You know, a Gay has given us the power to think, plan, be proactive, research. Um...
0: LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
1: You know, it, when it comes to getting married, you know, there's a lot involved in there and that's something that in the... Um, um, pre-marriage course that that it, these are all the different aspects that I discuss because there's a lot to understand, but we can do it. It's within our capability. So and so, therefore, we have to admit when we have um, that it's possible we have made some bad choices, and as a result, we're not married. So we have to, you know, there's we have to be mature adults here when it comes to the topic of marriage and admit when we've made a mistake and think okay I could have done other things better and maybe I won't be in the situation I am at the moment but and so that's my you know your choice and you have to think what life choices am I making what lifestyle have I adopted am I making it easier for myself to get married so that's again, that's a personal discussion and self-reflection you need to do um so, but the main thing is we can learn from our mistakes because that's you know Allah's given us the ability to do that. So, but now in the meantime, okay. So you're, you know, um, whilst you are single, you know, Alhamdulillah, we should actually take this as an opportunity. This is, um, you know, we don't, we need, we need to stop waiting. This idea that Muslim single Muslim women are waiting like waiting for their life to begin you shouldn't do that um start living your life in accordance with Allah's guidance and ignore the insensitive voices whoever they are where wherever you're hearing them from even if um stop consuming those negative insensitive voices through whether it's the people you're talking to the social media that you're um consuming you know the you know, the culture that you're surrounding yourself by. Don't put yourself in that position where you're allowing people and culture to make you miserable. You don't have to do that. Um, and, you know, so instead, this is what you should be doing. And so, this is where get, you should grab your paper and pen because I'm going to go through five different things that, um you know, practical things that you can do to um that will you know change the way you you know change your mindset so um firstly you know this is something that we should be doing all the time that you you raise your hands in dua knowing that nothing can make you happier than seeking the pleasure of allah when you put allah at the center of your life that's when you'll be truly happy you, um to think that um um you know um a man will make you complete and make you happy that's the wrong way to go about things um now it's very interesting um if you think of singledom certainly it has its charms and undoubtedly offers opportunities for one to take charge of their life and be extremely productive that's what you should think of when you think of i'm single so i'm going to be productive um a particular hadith of the prophet peace be upon him comes to mind when reflecting on the many bounties of single life he sallallahu alaihi wasallam advise take benefit of five before five your youth before your old age your health before your sickness your wealth before your poverty your free time before you are preoccupied and your life before your death. That was narrated by Ibn Abbas, reported by Al-Hakim. That's a very famous hadith. Um, so when you're young and single, you have fewer responsibilities. So, you know, you have the time to, and that's one of the things it says about time, use your time wisely. Um, okay, so what is it that you can be doing? Why? So number one, gain knowledge. The Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, said, Seeking knowledge is an obligation upon every Muslim. Now, here is the time. So, whether it's um, Islamic knowledge and academic knowledge, you know, your, um, this is the time where you can concentrate on these things. You know, memorizing Quran, learning Hadith, attending online classes, As well as your, you know, your whatever you are studying at university or college, put your energy into gaining knowledge. You know, you can um, retain so much more when you don't have little kids running around and 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 other responsibilities. So that's number one. Make that a priority. Um, We're not going to be moping around thinking, "Oh, I am not married." Oh, that that's not having a pity party. No, we're not doing. You are not doing that. Number one. Gain knowledge for yourself, yeah, for your Akhira. Um you, re- you won't regret it. Number two, improving your character and relationships with your family. Aisha reported, the message of Allah, peace and blessings be upon him, said, Verily, the most complete of believers in faith are those with the best character and are most kind to their families. That's in Tirmidhi. So here, so... Again, you've got an opportunity for your your siblings, your parents, your uncles and aunties. Um, Even if you start with just with your parents um, and your siblings, improving that relationship. Here's a chance to do that before, you know, um, thinking that you're going to have this great relationship with your spouse. If you don't have a good relationship with your existing family members, how do you expect to have an amazing relationship with your spouse? If you're not used to being gentle, kind, having supper, being forgiving, being generous, showing, you know, gratitude. These are relate developing relationships with people. If you're good at doing that with your existing family, you're going to be really good. It's great practice for life with um, your spouse. So work on that. Number three. Count your existing blessings. So, it's easy to think that oh, I'm, I'm lonely, I'm sad, I haven't got anyone who loves me, um, and then think if I get married, then that will all change. But a much better thing way to look at it is, um, as Allah says in the Quran: "So remember me; I will remember you. Be thankful to me, and do not be ungrateful." That's in Surah 2, Ayah 152. And in Surah 14, Ayah 7, Allah says, Your Lord has proclaimed, if you are grateful, I will increase you. But if you are ungrateful, then my punishment is severe. So this, so we should develop a attitude of gr- gratitude. And we do have, I'm sure if you think about it, there's a lot you have to be grateful for. And so appreciating what you have already instead of thinking my life could be so amazing only once I get married. Yeah, that compared to many people, I'm sure your life is pretty great already. And so just start counting your blessings. And so a really um, good exercise, I used to do this regularly and just saying this to you now is making me, is reminding me that I need to start doing it again. Um, but I remember when I was going through a quite sad time in my life, I, I started doing this and it really helped. Um, yeah, Alhamdulillah. So this is, it's called Three Good Things and it's um, a positive psychology exercise. So it develops gratitude. It asks you to focus on three good things that happen to you on a given day. In the beginning... You might find it difficult to come up with something that you consider good enough to be on your list. That's perfectly normal. Um, And so you'll find it will get easier over time. And once you think of one good thing, more good things tend to follow. And so you just take five minutes a day. You write three good things. Either get a journal or a notebook. notebook's fine. And you just write down three good things. So, for example... um, here's like here's something you say my mum and I cooked dinner together the delicious smell of the lovely food filled the room with warmth as a family we all sat down together to eat I felt grateful for my family and the food I was eating um and when I think about it I feel happy and warm inside it can that's a it can be even shorter you know you can think you know three good things I'm thinking of three good things off the top of my head that I just say I went out for a walk um, that I could do that. I uh, made up one of my fasts, and so I was really happy that I did that. And I was really grateful for the fact that I have food. I don't have to worry that where's my meal next meal coming from. So they're the three good things that happened to me today. And that's it. So if you do this regularly, it helps you to be grateful. Because, you know, people say you should be grateful, but how do you uh, develop... um, Gratefulness by repeating that action, inshallah, that will really help you. Okay, number four, utilize your talents in the path of Allah. The Prophet told us that a young person who grew up with the worship of Allah will be among the seven who are granted shade by Allah when there is no shade but his. This is on the Day of Judgment, and that's in. Bukhari so I'll repeat that a young person who grew up with the worship of Allah will be among the seven who grant who are granted shade by Allah when there is no shade but his so doing f- actions for the sake of Allah to you know you know inviting other people to Islam so some kind of da'wah activity some kind of Islamic charity work in another hadith, the Prophet peace be upon him said, "The parable or the example of the believers in their affection, mercy, and compassion for each other is that of a body. When any limb aches, the whole body reacts with sleeplessness and fever." That's in Bukhari, and so, so thinking about people who have less than you, people in the ummah, that how can I help my fellow Muslims? Um, so having that love and compassion for other Muslims, um, that's something that you can focus your energy into. And again, that will then make you not worry about your problems and, and also put your problems into perspective as well. I, I find that's um, a really good... You know, there's a hadith I'm paraphrasing that you should we should look to people below us rather than above us. So people who have less in anything... That makes us then appreciate what we have. But then we should also think, how can I help the people who have less? How can I help the Muslims and even non-Muslims who have less than me? Um, Okay, so, and finally, learn to love yourself. If you go into a marriage discussion not having worked on yourself, not having come to terms with who you are, I speak about this in another session, then you are only setting yourself up for failure you must learn how to love yourself and be your own best friend before you begin to speak to somebody especially if you're hoping that that other person is going to heal you is going to make you whole is going to make you happy do the things that make you happy now whilst you are single change your outlook Develop yourself. Evolve so that you can be a happy individual within your present circumstance. Okay, so really that's your... So inshallah, they're the five things that I would recommend you do. You pra- They're practical things you can do. And so my message today really is um, don't wait. Don't wait to begin your life don't sit there waiting for a husband to fall in your lap like some kind of you know muslim santa claus i can't christmas is just gone so that's that's the only thing i could think of landing in your lap don't wait for that and inshallah if you um find this um useful please share this information with single sisters that you may know who you know may be feeling this way or maybe struggling um and, you know, inshallah, share the pre-marriage details about the pre-marriage course with them, which is on my website, um, smartmuslima.com. Welcome to Smart Muslimer podcast. Inshallah, if you find this podcast episode useful, please subscribe and tell your friends and family about Smart Muslimer. Also, good news, I have a newsletter and that's how we can stay in touch. To subscribe, please go to smartmuslima.com. Details are also in the podcast notes. In the newsletter, I'll be sharing my book recommendations, productivity tips and online courses that I've created. And also information about a new book that I'm writing called Smart Single Muslimer. Inshallah, it will help you to transform the way you approach love and relationships.